From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy and Corey Clark. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we no place to go, wake up! What is up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, top five class becomes a top ten-ish kind of class. We discuss what does it mean to be a closer, and Michael Langston gives us his thoughts on Tribe 2024. Wake Up War Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com, the website, 2475 Appalachian Parkway. Put that in your GPS. It will lead you to the best place in Tallahassee. Lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Thursday. Cheesesteak sandwich, chicken or steak. And the photo on the site looks so delicious. And the curly fries are just popping like a mm. golden brown. They look great. Corey, not a big potato guy, but I am. Those curly fries... Those are those are winners. Those are. I'm a winners. I'm a big fries guy at Corner Pocket now. Right, I, I okay. don't like fries. They're skinny, um, and they're good. They're really good. So you you like skinny fries? You like shoestring fries? I can do that. Yeah, I okay. can't do fat potato like steak fries. Yes. Gross. Yeah, they're soggy. I don't. I love cheesesteaks. I don't like the fries from a cheesesteak place, but I still mm. need that extra starch when right. I'm throwing down the cheesesteak down my gullet. <laughs> Warchant.com putting all the information. In your brain, in your... I was going to say gullet, everybody. Relax. Warchant.com. Thumbs up. Five-star rating and review. I don't know if the sign day special is still going on. It might be. It just might be. So if you haven't been a member of Warchant.com, now's your chance. Sign up for an entire year. 50% off. $54.99. Premium access on Warchant.com. All the stuff on the premium recruiting board. Plus, you can hop on to all the other websites on the On3 network and go to war with their fan bases and uh, laugh at their misfortunes and things of that nature. You've heard from them already, but let's check in real quick. Corey, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? You had a longer day on Wednesday than I did. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. All uh, right, good. You know, just it's part of the part of the you know, the of the job, man. Part of the business. You got to go crazy on signing day. Uh still miss February. February just had a, a different kind of magic to it. Yeah, uh, but December is what it is, and now we got the portal season to look forward to, which is why I should sign up for WarChant.com, everybody. So let's get right to it then, Corey. I think when the sun rose yesterday on Wednesday, Florida State stood third in the nation in their recruiting class when it comes to high school recruiting. They were number three in the nation, and slowly uh, that kind of started falling out of their grasp, if you will. And yeah. as we sit here and talk, I think they're now eleventh. So. Right. Uh, Put that a little bit in somewhat of perspective here. I had the numbers in front of me. Now they're all gone, uh, so I really can't do it. But I think they were 21st in year one, 18th, and then they were in the 20s for like the last two years. So significantly better than years prior. This is the highest-ranked class high school-wise for Mike Norvell and this staff, but I'm sure it feels underwhelming for the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast. Well, it, it's the timing of it, right? Like if they had been, you know, 22nd, going into Wednesday and then jumped up to 11 with like three flips two two guys that were on the fence that they got it's just that when you backtrack and again it's not I mean we'll see man we'll see we all know the deal when it comes to recruiting in 2023 and on this is the 
you know, technically the class of 24. Um, for all we know, K.J. Bolden is going to be here in a year. He might be here next month. <laughs> you, this, that, that's the world of recruiting right now. We were all very disappointed two years ago, when not just when Travis Hunter, we'll get to him in a second, because I think Mike Norbell had a uh, not-so-veiled uh, uh I don't know. I don't remark, know. What, it was it was a remark. It wasn't an insult, but he was clearly it was a thinly veiled remark about Travis Hunter on Wednesday. But Marvin Jones Jr. We were everybody was very disappointed about that. Well, he's Florida State Seminole now, so we'll see what where this all play. We'll, we'll see where this all is in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. But yes, for the way it happened to have what you thought was the makings of a. a a dynasty-type Florida State class, like Jimbo's glory years, or before that, Bowden's glory years, where you're like you're gonna you're gonna have one of the th- Im- preeminent, elite top three, top four classes in the country, and then to finish eleventh or tenth or somewhere in that neighborhood, yeah, that seemed that, that's a little bit disappointing. But as you just said, you know, last year they were twenty first. Uh, two years before that, they were twenty fourth. It's the highest ranked class they've had since Jimbo was here. Um, so when you put it in perspective, to go along with the 19 wins, you still feel you should anyway feel very good about where the program is. Um, it's just that when you lose, uh, and it's really Bolden, right? I know the Armando Armando Blunt kid flipped too, but we I think we kind of knew that was coming. Right. Um, the KJ Bolden one, which again that was not it wasn't a stunner. You you'd been hearing rumblings, um, and it's a kid at Buford. You know, it's a it's a you know, a kid from Buford that Georgia really wanted. Um, so you never felt entirely comfortable with that one. Uh, but still, you, you had him until National Signing Day, and for the second time in three years, a five-star DB from the same county in Georgia uh, flips uh, at his school in a National Signing Day ceremony. So I get the disappointment. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys not to be a little bit disappointed. As long as we're adults and not babies and have the proper context of what program you get to cheer for now compared to where it was two and three years ago. No, I'm with you on that. I, I understand, like, you want to be angsty about stuff. I just don't like when people start throwing, like, you know, blows at, at Langston or Mad. Like, oh, you guys said this. And it's, well, I mean, these kids change their minds. I mean, he he admitted. Where would you think that Michael Langston is getting his information from, guys? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, well. Like, just use your brain. Like, th- these co- these players clearly aren't up front, 100% up front. And that goes for all of the kids that Florida State signed. Maybe they were stringing along other coaching staffs too. Like, that, this happens all the time. Co- there there will be four different recruiting. Like, Florida State, I don't know when they stopped feeling great about Jeremiah Smith, but I know they felt pretty good about him. Yeah. Well, clearly so did Miami. Miami's the one that finished second. So these kids tell different coaches a lot of the same thing. And so again, I would I would he- don't don't act like they're they're just throwing stuff at a wall. Like they're getting information in real time. Kids change their minds and they tell coaches what they want to hear and sometimes not the truth. I try to get it out of coach Sertan on Wednesday. I, you know, he's like, you know, he was like, "Hey, listen, we got four guys that we liked. We lost somebody at the last minute. It happens." And then I'm like, "Do you know like, do you know this is happening? Is it a slow process, or do you, you know, like kind of discover it as we all do? And he, he like had this really long pregnant pause, and he's just like, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's just part of the game. It happens, but we're happy with who we have. But like you could tell, right, uh, that you know they felt good about their chances, and they, you know, they they were a bit surprised as well too. So, um, 
it's just it's part of the it's part of the business, man. We flipped Anton Smith one time. Don't forget that, everybody. Let the Anton Smith flip. Let <laughs> that right. let that warm you as you you feel a little bit disappointed. Yep. But you you said it well. I mean, it's it's all about you know when you start at third and you end up at eleventh is much different than starting at twenty fourth and ending up at eleventh. The feeling, but you're still right. at eleventh. You're no still eleventh what or tenth yes. or whatever. We, we yeah. top tenish class. Uh, it it is not where you hoped you were two weeks ago. You were thinking, okay, not only are you getting the number one safety in the country, there's a chance you might get the number one overall player in the country, in a generational wide receiver. Um, and then you know you had the blunt kid that was still committed. So I, there, it wasn't a great day. When it comes to new news. Like the newsy part of Wednesday. Right. And that's kind of what I wrote in my column is like, you know, I, I I get why looking at it from afar or in my perspective, I can I can sit here and say, look, guys, you just had the, a, a top 10-ish class. You're a 19-game winning streak. Two years ago, just, just think about it. Have that perspective of where this program was. And now you're complaining about a like even if they'd have gotten Travis Hunter two years ago, they wouldn't have been the number eleven in class in the country. Now they don't. Obviously, they didn't get Travis Hunter, but they didn't get uh, KJ Bolden either, and they're still the number eleven or number ten class in the country. They got some real kids. They had they had more top two hundred kids in this signing class than they did the previous three classes combined. Mm-hmm. So this is a very good class, but I get why there's angst, and I think it maybe just has to do with the context of this month. Like, there has been, other than Marvin Jones Jr., who, by the way, is a five-star commit, if you want to throw that in there, and not just from two years ago, he's like the number 11 player in the portal, according to On3. That equates to a five-star, um, if you just want to go by their the ranking system. So you've got to, don't forget him when you're, when you're judging this class and whoever else comes in the portal when you're judging this class. But no, they, the, that's the only good news they've gotten in two weeks. It's been nothing but... A horrible playoff snub, opt-outs, guys declaring for the draft, guys entering the portal, and then all these other kids that that signed on Wednesday were committed. There were no surprises, right? There were no down-to-the-wire decisions. So the only news on Wednesday was bad news. Because Luke Cromanhawk signing, that's great for the program. It's awesome. But you you were already expecting that. That was already happening in in everybody's mind. So the only bad – the only newsy things that happened – really for the last two weeks, have been kind of bummers. And so I think that's where some of the angst comes from, too, is like, can we get some new news that's good news? Mm, absolutely. Hey, let's play the last few seconds from Coach Norvell's interview on Wednesday. I think that should hopefully put some things in perspective and uh, get us back on the right track here. But just like like I, I, tell, I, I tell everyone I'm throughout it, whether you come to Florida State or not, right? I know where we're going. And I told them that I told guys that two, three years ago. And they're sitting maybe at a different school and they're watching Florida State do something really special. So it's you know, I wish them all the best. And but I have an unbelievable amount of confidence in where we're going. And today with the twenty one that have that have been announced, oh, we have a special class coming in that can do incredible things. Yeah, man. You know, I I don't want to totally just you know, I think we, we talked about the, the the good and the bad. We talked about the bad about it. Uh, but this staff, again, man, has recruited well, has developed players, and that portal thing still is out there, everybody. So I think that last, like, 15 seconds really encapsulates uh, where people should be, hopefully here now a day afterwards, be disappointed, but then ultimately realize this staff has a really good knack of evaluating, developing, and they're not going to stop anytime soon when it comes to all that. 
Well, yeah, and that's that that comment there was kind of the one I think, and I wrote about in my column was the 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 veiled shot, thinly veiled shot. Maybe it's more. It's not thinly veiled. It's thickly veiled. Is that that's a word, right? Thickly. Yeah, yeah. If thinly is a word, thickly should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, at Travis Hunter, uh, because again, Maybe Travis sitting it, at another school. Watching. He's sitting at another school watching Florida State do something special. And in my column, I might have brought up. You know, a six-game losing streak, not going to a bowl. The winner, the winners in Colorado, um, <laughs> because I'm I'm a little more uh, petty th- than Mike Norvell. But that's the reality. Is like he's, you could tell it. You, he even admitted he's like, yeah, you try not to take it personally, but it hurts mm-hmm. when you invest that much time and, and resources into a kid and develop a relationship, and then for him to say to go somewhere else on the on the last uh, on the last day. But yeah, I, I that that is not coach speak. That is not, um, you know, Willie that kept saying we're going to figure it out. I promise that this is legitimately. There's proof in the pudding already that Mike Norvell can build a program. He's done it. We've seen it. Two years ago, it happened. This same thing happened, actually, to a much larger extent. Quite honestly, because you were coming off a five, like you were coming off a five and seven season. It was your fourth straight losing season, and then the number one player in the country spurns you to go play for an HBCU with one of your all-time great players. Like, it, it can't get more Bizarre. devastating <laughs> yeah. than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't be more of a kick in the gut, a punch in the gut. And all Florida State's done since then is go 23-3. and three. And it's won 19 games in a row. So, yeah, it's it's one player. And it's it would have been awesome. The kid apparently is really, really good. Uh, you know, but... You're going to have other chances to get really good players, and I think that's what this class is. Like, he, he, this class is a good class. You might have gotten, for all we know, you might have gotten an incredible quarterback in this class. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You might have got that. Might be like he's he's very highly rated anyway. He's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the country. But he might be one of those next level guys. Just awesome. A Drake May. A K. We don't know, but there's a chance. And nobody's going to be sitting here two years from now if Luke Cromanhawk is throwing for 4,000 yards and leading them to a 12-1 and season in a playoff berth, worried about K.J. Bolden. Just like uh, right now, nobody's worried about Travis Hunter. Yep. You're 13-0, and man. You couldn't have done any better with him. Um, so unless he played quarterback, then maybe they don't let you in the, the, the playoffs. But either way... I think that that's, that has to be the perspective that everybody has, and I think most people do. I, I think it's a very vocal, quite frankly, pretty childish minority that is attacking people on the Internet or really complaining about this class or complaining about Mike Norvell as a closer or this staff as a closer. Yes, that wasn't great. Look where they came from and look who they're recruiting against now and where their rankings are now. They're a top-10 class. It's a top 10 class, and they still got the portal coming. Um, so this program is in good hate. I don't think – I don't. nobody could sit there really realistically think that, like, this program is in bad hands, right? Yeah, like, or moving backwards or – yeah. I mean, I know they moved backwards from third to 11th, but in terms of, like, the overall trajectory of this program, no, because the portal's still a thing, and they're going to probably figure it out in that as well because they've had the last two years. But even if next year is not – well, it won't be, guys. I'm going to go ahead and uh, spoil the surprise for you. Florida State's not going to go undefeated next year. So even if it's not as good next year as it was this year, 
the program is it, it might be a blip, but this program is in good hands. You have everybody should have like the utmost trust in what this guy and this staff are doing in this whole administration, like the whole program. You don't you don't see this a lot, man. You don't see a team that's so bad become an undefeated powerhouse type team this quickly. Like Alabama went from I know we can use them as an example with Saban, but they were always okay. They had some six and sixes, eight and four years, and it just wasn't good enough. Then they go hire the best guy to ever do it, and two years later, three years later, I guess, they're winning a national championship. But that's Alabama. Florida State was in a hole, and I was worried that they weren't going to climb out of it or it was going to take too long. And I think, and I wrote this again in the column, folks, just stop listening to this and go read the column. You know, you don't have to listen to me yammer and, and stutter my way through it. I, my, my columns are much more articulate than do both. these, these do both. shows. Do Actually, both yeah, do both. But when you think about, uh, again, how bad it was two years ago when, when Travis Hunter did what he did. And I, I literally thought, and I think a lot of Florida State fans, a lot of people listening to this, when that happened, that day, that moment, when Travis Hunter decided to, the the best player in the country decided to not play for you after he'd been committed for years to go play for Jackson State, after another a fourth straight losing season, I think a lot of people thought, man, it's never going to be good again. Yeah, it's I did. never going to be good again. I did. Yeah. And now, many of the not many, some a vocal minority of this of of those people are now complaining about the number eleven class as you ride a thirteen and zero season and a nineteen game winning streak. So perspectives have changed, goalposts have shifted, I get all that, but when you look at the overall macro 10,000-foot view of this program, it is in excellent, excellent shape, and Wednesday was a good day for the program. It had a bitter disappointment, but it was a good day overall for the program because you're restocking your roster with better high school players than you ever have before. So that's the whole – that's what you're hoping. Now, you do – Hit some hit on some of these linemen, gang. You what they bring in four D linemen or three D linemen and four offensive linemen or vice versa. They six or seven off uh, linemen, guys at the line of scrimmage. They're not going to be able to contribute much this next year, probably. But let's hope some of those guys are NFL players. That's what that's the next step in the evolution of this coaching staff, in my opinion, is start developing those guys in the trenches. Get uh, either sign them evaluate correctly or develop them into legitimate NFL players. And, you know, like his last bit on this, Corey, I, I know some people think it's living dangerously, relying on the portal, maybe to the degree that Florida State had the last few years. But again, think about where they were ranked high school wise in recruiting classes, what they did in the portal and what they did this past season. Again, Probably going to have a loss next season, but they've figured out like a, a roadmap, a combination to make all this work, and they're better on this half. So maybe even if the portal isn't nearly as friendly this year as it was last year, man, they're they're 10 spots higher Yeah, in recruiting high school kids. So Well, again, it do the know, math, right? Like, hey, if you're hanging around in the 10 or 11 part of the country, you're hey, if you're doing that in the real rankings, the ones that matter on when they come out on Sundays, you're in the playoff, baby. Mm, mm. So you're you're in the right neighborhood now. You're not in the mid 20s. You're in the right around 10. But I think 
what this stat, what I what I do understand when it comes to angst is I think that the next step for this staff is to be, if they can, like I don't know the machinations or what goes on behind the scenes with people that, that recruit for Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and what they do, what they have, what Florida State has or hasn't. I just don't know. Yeah. So I don't want to speak, uh, uh, it, you know, naively here. But I think that's the next step, right, is for Florida State to start swimming in those waters again. Hmm. Like, they're close. They're on the little tributary, getting close to the waters. I think that's not – is that a word, right, into a river, a tributary? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I nailed it. I nailed it. Hmm. Guys, look, I don't know how – I don't know what you think a 140 IQ looks like or sounds <laughs> like, but it's it's here, baby. You're listening to it. But, um, but yeah, so I think that's the one – that's the last step. They have – they have crushed the portal. They have a good offense. They they apparently have a very good defense, and we, we saw how good Adam Fuller can be. Like, they have a good coaching staff that develops players and can go evaluate and develop guys out of the portal, and it's done some pretty good evaluating and developing from the high school ranks. Not great yet, but remember, they weren't signing great classes. Now they are. I want to see them develop really good high school players. And the next step is you do need to start, if you're going to be a consistent national championship contender, not just maybe a, a fringe playoff contender, you do have to start landing elite, elite, elite classes. No. This is a very good class. It's not elite. I think the net, the, the one box still left the tick. We, we thought he was ticking it, honestly, a week ago, especially when the Jeremiah Smith stuff was flying around. You thought, oh, man, he is absolutely ticking that box, that he is an elite, elite high school recruiter. I still think after Wednesday, that box is, if there's a check mark, it's a light check mark. You know what I mean? That's not yep. in pin. Yep. That's the next step. That's the only step left, really, I think. Vitaminenergy.com, promo code WordChampBOGO, WordChampBOGO. Buy one, get one free when you use the promo code. That's courtesy of our great friends over at Vitaminenergy.com that are Florida State alums. Vitamin Energy Mood Plus energizes you for seven hours or more, nourishes the body with vitamins because it's vitamin energy as well as antioxidants and nutrients. 260 milligrams of all-natural caffeine as well as chamomile flower extract, lemon balm extract, passion flower extract, as well as valerian root extract, and a few other, few other things thrown there as well that I cannot pronounce because I don't have 140 IQ, everybody. Mm, right. But when I get the Mood Maybe Plus... Maybe I should start doing these reads. <laughs> give vitamin energy their money's worth. But um, at least I'll be in a really good mood by just mm. taking down a shot. 1.93 fluid ounces. You can take it wherever you got to go in your pocket, in your purse, in the gym bag, in the console, the car, in the top drawer of the desk at your power corner office. It'll fit into your lifestyle. Do it. Try it. New Year's coming up. Maybe make some resolutions. Be in a better mood. As on, stop being grumpy. All right. I'll drink more vitamin energy. Mood plus. Let's do it together as a family. Use that promo code WordChampBogo, courtesy of the Florida State family at the helm of this company. VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code Corey is WordChampBogo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Corey, let's get back to the 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 closing aspect is a weird thing to talk about because it's so like esoteric. You know, like that was a lot of the complaints. He can't close. Why can't we close? I feel it's it's like the 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 halftime adjustments. Like, oh, we never make it. I'm, I'm saying generally, not Florida yeah. State specific, but you know, when your team loses, whether it's basketball or football, like we just don't know how to make adjustments at halftime. Like, well, can you be more specific? Right. Like, what are like, you know? What did you do to end up winning in the second half? You know, what is closing to me? I, I don't. I don't think that's an accurate statement. I just think that. Man, I think Mike is so earnest and so sincere in the way he recruits. The way he, when he gets impassioned in some of those answers he gives at, at press conferences, everybody. Take, for example, like the last 30, 45 seconds of his press conference from yesterday that we played. I really think that's the way he is when he's in his office and you're sitting down across from him with your mom and your dad or your family. Yeah. And it's it's different, man. It And that's not to say that it's better or worse, but it, I think it's very much more of a different approach, a different tone than what these kids are used to receiving. But, like, Jordan Travis eats it up. Jared Verse is a guy that ate it up. I think Kirby and, and Nick have a different kind of edge. I don't think they're necessarily better closers, but I think their track record, I think the way they carry themselves, I think in a much more traditional kind of this is what we envision our head football coach needs to be, like this gruff, tough, you know, mega alpha kind of guy, that some guys just kind of gravitate towards that. And I don't think Mike Norvell needs to really change his I don't I don't think he has to change who he is. I just think another year of being successful, a, a a year coming up here in a few months, you know, six, seven months, five, six months of hearing Jared Verse's name called at yeah. the NFL draft at Florida State and seeing more guys on Monday night, Sunday night football claiming Florida State. That's the kind of stuff that'll eventually help catch up to being able to get these super duper elite classes that I, I agree, man, you, you probably do need to stack on top of each other to be the Alabama, to be the Georgia, to always be in the conversation for these playoff spots and, and championships. Yeah, it's an, it's another step, right? Like, I, I think that uh, I was looking at on three, they do their, when I was looking at uh, K.J. Bolden, I was, the, the teams that were recruiting them, on three has this little, uh, when they're when they're in the recruiting link on the kid's profile, it will say, like, the five teams, the five you know, biggest threats to land the kid. And one of the little uh, categories is number of players drafted during the last five years, something like that. Like at their position too, I think it even says. They, they break it down like yeah. that, but then they also just break it down by team. Yeah. And so the last five years, I think Georgia had, had like 46, Ohio State had 37, whatever it was. Florida State had nine. Um, I don't think that necessarily comes into play with somebody like KJ Bolden because he knew he knew that in August when he committed. I think there's real pressure um, when you when you play in Georgia that close to the University of Georgia um, to maybe go there. I guess I, I, I but to closing like I, I don't I, just because of NIL we have no idea we have no idea like what. K.J. Bolton is getting NIL-wise what he was offered by Florida State, what he's getting at Georgia, if it even mattered, if they were both the same. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe Georgia, maybe he always wanted to go to Georgia. And Georgia told him, we're not hitting that number. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to Florida State. Last week, Georgia called and said, hey, man, we're hitting that number. Mm. We have no idea how any of it works. So it, it's disingenuous isn't the right word, but it's, it's uneducated to use closer, like, you know what I mean? Because I don't know what that even entails anymore. This is a not back in the 90s 
when Bowden would come in the Sunday night before signing day and have dinner with your family, yeah. and then you're committing to him. That just that's not how the world of recruiting works anymore. So I just think, again, by 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 however it has to happen, I do think it's a legitimate, not concern. Well, concern, sure that he might not ever take the step to be that to be a Kirby or Saban. And again, who is? No. Um, you know, Cristobal, by all measures, I guess, is a better recruiter than Mike Norvell. If you go by the numbers and the metrics and the rankings, Miami has the number one class in the ACC this year. I think they had the number one class last year. He's out, quote-unquote, out-recruited Norvell each of the last two years. Who would you rather have as your head coach? Yep. So uh, we, we have to keep all this in perspective and realize again – I keep coming back to the fact, and I should have put this in the column. I didn't. So, guys, this is an exclusive. Ooh. These are all one-year contracts. They're not even one-year contracts. They're one-day contracts. Those, I guess they still fax in their letters. That, that They mean nothing. Like, legitimately, K.J. Bolden could come to Florida State in a week and join the team. There's no rules against that. So, the point being, you lose a kid now, that doesn't mean you've lost him forever, and it doesn't mean you're – if you have a oh a, a you know a not great recruiting class that you can't go compete for a national championship two or three years down the road, you just heard those rankings that we gave you for the last three years. Like Florida State was 18, 24, and 21 in the recruiting rankings. Uh, well, they were as high as number three in the country this year, on because you can you have the portal and some guys that are uh, you know three star guys play like five stars. So and you can go get a guy again like Marvin Jones Jr. You missed out on him the first time. Well, now he's home, and that that stuff is just the the reality of the sport. So I don't even know how this started, but I, but I do think. Oh yeah, it was the draft. But I do think again when we talk about boxes that haven't been checked, I don't consider this to be that because we're about to see that this box checked. Yeah, he's had the last two years. Florida State has had two players drafted total: Jermaine Johnson, Jamie Robinson. That's it. Um, Keir Thomas made the team, is in the NFL, but he wasn't drafted. So, again, when you're talking about – so not, Norvell has, has taken a team that was horrible and made them undefeated. He's won an ACC championship. He's had a Heisman contender. He's proven all these things. He's, he's had a good, a really good recruiting class, this one we're talking about now. The, the one thing that he hasn't done yet is prove that Florida State can be a pipeline because kids – I promise you kids care a lot about it. Yeah. They care a lot about it. You know, I can understand a parent of a of a five star defensive back or defensive player looking at Georgia's draft production the last three or four years and going, "Yeah, KJ, that is absolutely where you're going. Are you high? <laughs> of course you're going to Athens. Look what they do. You're going to be a millionaire in three years." And so, that's the next step. But that's coming, right? We're about to see it, and you're about to see more and more of that. I think as as the program moves on, they're they're going to have. I don't know, man, eight guys? I don't know how many guys they'll have drafted. Certainly more than one, yeah. which is all they've had the last two years. So that's that's going to be very good for Norvell, too, as he still builds this program to where he wants it to be. I mean, it's Florida State fans listening to us, so you don't take a back seat to anybody. But, you know, I heard Jeff talking about it on a show yesterday, the Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock. Mm. And, you know, I, th- I thought he really said it well it's near the top of his show, and it's – there's nothing wrong with it. You're you're striving to be the best out there, but like it, it's Georgia. Georgia yeah. is a little bit better than Florida State right now. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, yep. I know Florida State's ranked ahead of them. You know, Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. That's right. Has has you know more of a, a 
a deserving argument to be in the college football playoff. Longer winning streak. That's this is true. Regular yep. season, yeah, we have for right now too as well. Um, but man, Georgia's won two straight national titles. What Kirby has done, you know, and KJ Bolden, you know, for whatever it's worth, in his interview afterwards, said that it wasn't about nil him. It was about relationships and being developed. And he says like it's it's thirty minutes, forty minutes from my house. Yep. Kirby said he wasn't going to let another top uh, prospect from the state of Georgia leave the state. Uh, I don't know who that was really in reference to that left gonna, recently. But what do you think that means? How do you not let somebody leave yeah, the state? Yeah, right. Just, what, are you, yeah. What, are, what, are you, what are you doing to keep, keep them there? Handwritten letters telling you how <laughs> awesome you are. <laughs> I, love, I woke up thinking about you, KJ. <laughs> yeah. Cut-ups of, oh, here's where we're going to put you in position to be successful. Yeah. Um, listen, Florida But, yes, got, Georgia's awesome. It's yeah. a great program. Yeah. So, I mean, you lot, if it would have been Auburn, it would have been like that would have felt gross, you know? Yes. Yep. Um, Jeremiah Smith went to Ohio State. He was he was committed to Ohio State for the whole cycle, practically. You know he, he couldn't flip though, could he? Yeah. Florida well, State only loses flips. They don't flip the five stars. <laughs> I get it, man. It's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's all I really wanted to add. That you know, let's also take into consideration, man, that you you, you finished second place to a guy that's won two straight national titles and has put yeah. as Corey said a boatload of guys in the and in, in the pro. So it's hard to say that you're not a you're bad at closing because when it comes to setting these kids up for success in the future, right now Kirby just has a better sales pitch when you're from 30 minutes from his house. Well, even if you're from Japan, he has a better sales pitch. I mean, you're talking about the preeminent program in the country right now. They're the best program in the country. Uh, the, The national championships and the draft prove it, but this is who you're recruiting against now. This is so. Now, as Jeff always likes to say on his show, one to three, you're not a victim of your own success. So now that Florida State has established itself as this, in my opinion, once this draft happens and hopefully another good season happens in 24, um, now you do, you, you you know, that's not, you can't just accept, oh, well, we can't recruit Georgia kids. Though, if Georgia wants a kid, we can't recruit. No, you're Florida State. Like, if you if you keep proving yourself over and over again, you do win these battles. And like they won, they won plenty. Uh, they won plenty of battles. They just, you know, that's that's a lot to ask. I, I think what people get frustrated by is all of that makes perfect sense. Kirby, the development, the national championships, forty minutes from home. Well, then why were you committed for four months? Yeah, the, the, yeah. it's not like he moved in the middle of the season and he was living in Tallahassee. Like he's been in Buford his whole the whole time. And he said like, he knew three weeks ago that he was going to go to Georgia. Yeah, see, that's what I don't. That's well, if you watched our video of him after his official visit, it, he was saying one thing, but the mannerisms <laughs> were saying something completely different. Uh, it seemed pretty obvious he did not want to talk about it. Was but it's like just you know you'd like that to be taken away. I don't know. I just it's part of the deal. It's eighteen year olds. They like attention, and I'm not blaming them. I would be the same way, I guess. But if you know you're going somewhere, don't even come on the official. Just don't even don't even come on the official. They could have been in the portal looking for a safety this whole time, if they'd have known. Don't don't string them along is all. But again, Norvell can't be too upset and can't write them off and say clown decision, bro, and tweet that out <laughs> uh, because he he's a free agent and he clearly likes Florida State. So if things don't go well next year, if he has a run in with the coach, or if he doesn't like his playing time, or if he he uh, you know, he just doesn't like his position coach or doesn't like Athens, hates hedges. He might hate hedges. Uh, Florida State's an option 
after that. That's, that's the reality we live in. Like, you signed 22 players on Wednesday. Aslan, just spitballing. Yeah. How many of these 22 players that you just signed on Wednesday, this is a good class, do you think will be on Florida State's campus in 2026? Oh, jeez. Uh, 11? Yeah, that like 10 and a half is the number you're probably setting. I might have taken the under, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, but that's every program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's every program. That's just what your deal was. So it's like Brady, because I, I texted Brady. He's like, I can't believe KJ did that, man. And I'm like, well, number <laughs> one, it frees up more money for a quarterback. But also, if you want to just spit, you know talk about numbers and salary cap numbers, but also like – He's still available next year and the year after that. Like that's that's the world that's the world you got. Um, and also quit recruiting five star defensive backs from Gwinnett County. It's uh, pointless. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we bring Michael Langston they on here. They just stab you in the heart. <laughs> these Gwinnett kids. Come on, man. Well, I read that this was the first kid from Buford High that committed to Georgia in eleven years. So that seems impossible. I mean, we opened that's our hearts crazy. to the right school there. Uh, we got Michael Langston on here to share some of his thoughts. Uh, and again, like I'm not, we're not trying to beat up on the folks that are disgruntled and even the ones that are being vocal about it. You know, hopefully here in the next few days you'll calm down. But to that sort of point here, Corey, the portal is open. Quarterback is a position that we know they do want to address. Yeah. How much, you know, what sort of salve does that put on whatever wound you want to say KJ Bolden left if you do get Cam Ward or DJ Uwe Ungalale because – you know, again, they've they've gone to the portal. They have found talent. Uh, they have they have amassed it, and they have uh, turned it into winning programs on football field. So, just I'm, I'm just trying to say, like, imagine if Cam Ward have committed on Tuesday night, or yeah. you know, would be like, all right, you guys want me to drop it now so we can you know flush the system and, and did it late Wednesday night. If in the next 48, 72 hours, seven days, how much of that do you think people will be able to? to put in perspective and get past whatever happened on Wednesday when they realize they have the number 11 class and they're still adding all these pieces in the portal that are probably going to be on the higher end of things. No, look, I, I think if, if Cam Ward uh, commits to Florida State, uh, that will be the single biggest commitment uh, maybe any school got this whole recruiting cycle. Portal or high school kid. Maybe uh, Jeremiah Smith, because he's supposedly like this, this super-duper automatic first-year Heisman contender. They've, nobody's ever seen anything like this. But other than that, because you get him for three years, theoretically, if you're Ohio State, other than that, there is no more impactful recruit in the entire country, Portal or high school, than Cam Ward. Like, you're getting – because it's the position, right? Like, I was exp I was talking to – I can't remember who I was talking to, and I was it was like how crazy – like, Pat Patrick Mahomes makes five times the amount of money, maybe ten times, I don't know the salary, of Andy Reid. Andy Reid's the head coach of the entire franchise. The quarterback makes tens of millions of dollars more a year than he does. That's how important the position is, and that's how that's how much that position impacts winning and losing. My whole life, the Chiefs have never been anything but average. They get a great quarterback, and all of a sudden they're the best team in sports. This year, notwithstanding, maybe that's not the best example. Travis, Still not counting him the out, ball. though. Still not counting yeah, him right. out. Of course not, man. They're probably going to win the stupid Super Bowl, <laughs> and Taylor will perform at halftime. Mm. But so, uh, so that's that's how important this would be. And I would think a Cam, especially Cam Ward, but also DJ to a, a little bit lesser extent, would be a would be an unbelievable salve. Like that's like you're gonna you're gonna stress about a, a freshman teenage safety. When you got 
one of the best, again, for the third year in a row, one of the best quarterbacks in the country running your offense. Like, that's how good Cam Ward is. Like, he is one of the best. He's thrown for, he's like 14,000 yards in his career already. He's accounted for 135 touchdowns. He's played a ton of football. So you know going in next year, you're going to have an advantage at the most important position on the field over everybody on your schedule. So that's how important that is. And I, I would think most people would do cartwheels. If they're waiting, if Cam Ward, we don't know about it, but Cam Ward's decided to come to Florida State, release it. <laughs> Please, guys, give us some news that's good. That's all we're asking for. And you will not, K.J. Bolden will be a forgotten memory if you can get somebody like, that's not somebody like, if you can get Cam Ward to be your quarterback next year. What a great offseason this will be. I mean, like, because he's what, the number two guy in the portal? Uh, I think right? so. He's behind the, at least according to On3, he's behind the A&M defensive lineman that committed to somebody. Ole Miss, oh. I think. No, Walter Nolan still has not committed. Evan Stewart's oh. second. Cam Ward is third. And Evan Stewart, wide receiver, uh, seemingly talking to Michael Langston and Matt Lassere, They there's there's going to be some tires being kicked on that prospect most likely, so. Okay. Well, there, so think about like if you got you already got Marvin Jones. So whatever he is, he's 11th, top fifteen. Yeah. Um, that's a five star. Cam Ward is a five star number one quarterback available. That's you know look and he I know the kid that was at Georgia or was committed to Georgia. Actually, he's uh he's KJ Bolton's teammate. Dylan uh, Riola. Yeah. How about the, that? How about that? Kirby closer. Yeah. What happened? Kirby? Artist. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, oh, just because you lose your poor little quarterback, you got to go make ruin Mike Norvell's day. Um, so, but, so that kid might end up being great. But next year, he is not going to be as good as Cam Ward. That's just not how that position works. You know what I mean? Right. Like, literally, this is the most if, – if you can get a quarterback of that caliber, it is the most important acquisition any college will have made in the offseason. And you add that to a top 10-ish class – another five-star defensive end, and for all we know, Evan Stewart's coming too. You Just b back up the Brinks truck, baby. Uh, Bolden and uh, Jeremiah Smith saved you some money. You're not spending it there. But, yeah, I, I think Cam Ward would be uh, – would be. I mean, that changes your whole complexion, of the whole perception of the season. And it certainly changes how you view your signing day. If you count him into the, and you should count him into the player acquisition and roster construction, you have hit another, in my opinion, you have hit another home run. Mm. Now just make it happen, gang. Bowl season picking up. Hopefully that means some players will be jumping into the portal as well. Uh, but their games will be played, and you can bet on them over at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT for an instant cash deposit bonus. Only one game tonight. I went ahead and told people the. Take USF straight up, Corey. Uh, they're three-point three underdogs against Syracuse, who I thought Syracuse was horrible this year, but apparently uh, they were 6-6 six and six and they're in a bowl game. So what do you think about that one, huh? Syracuse favored by three against USF. That's tonight? Yeah. Boca Raton, baby. Oh, so South Florida's going to have a huge crowd advantage. Um, I, I don't I, know. I, There's a lot of Syracuse, a lot of Northern New Yorkers in Boca Raton, you know, probably Syracuse alums. I can't imagine Syracuse has many guys available. Like, I would think most of their guys got in the portal. Their coach was fired. I like South Florida. I like South Florida in that one. All right, we both do, so take that for what it's worth, everybody. 
Uh, live betting, live casino, it's all there over at mybookie.ag. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and the promo code is WARCHAM. Michael Langson, talking Cruton, right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Y'all wanted to hear from him. Here he is, everybody. Here's Michael. Uh, long, long days, weeks, months. We appreciate you taking time out, Michael. As we mentioned with Corey at the top of the show, Florida State started off Wednesday, ranked third. As you and I sit here and talk about things, I think, what, 23 prospects after mm-hmm. – uh, actually, no, 22. They had Denaz White on the on the sheet there. So, okay. uh, 22 prospects signed. Uh, they're 11th. Um, that's still significantly better than any class they've had uh, since Mike Norvell got here. Big picture, how do you assess this class? How do you assess signing day and the entire kind of signing period? Well, signing day was was – What's good that they got all the guys that they have committed. Um, very poor as far as the final results of the guys that were lingering. Um, just not finishing with KJ Bolden. Um, you know, uh, not even being, it seems like, in the top two for Jeremiah Smith when they felt like it was going to be them that we could pull an upset. Um that, that part's kind of disappointing. I don't really – it doesn't bother me too much with the Armando Blunt one because that was kind of almost out of their control. But these other ones, I felt like they could have – they could have found a way if they're a little more aggressive in certain things and certain ways of how they recruit them that they they could have at least known earlier. Um, you know, supposedly, you know, um, KJ says he knows like three weeks he was going to go to Georgia. It's like, you know, why'd you visit, you know, you know, stuff like that. Um, so kind of concerns you, I guess, a little bit with that. But um, overall, a really great class. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a solid one. Top 11 is is, is sensational. Um, but there's, um, I think, also just things that pointed out today. It was kind of like there's certain positions that they got to, they got to, it's got to be improved, you know, as far as their high school recruiting, you know, whether it's defensive tackle or linebacker. Like those are places that I think, there needs to be growth of, of, of what they're doing. Cause um, you can't keep losing these guys and you can't keep, um, I don't know, um, you know, getting by, you know, or, or depending on the portal all the time, you know, so we know they kill it in the portal and all that stuff. But I think at, at some point there needs to be growth with the, the uh, high school recruiting and a defensive tackle and linebacker to me. Yeah, I mean, because you look at Georgia, you look at Alabama, where they're at in the rankings, and you look at where they're at in the polls. Although mm-hmm. Florida State's ranked ahead of Georgia right now, but it's yeah. because they constantly, year after year, stack these classes. You know, Corey and I talked about this whole concept of, of closer. Like, mm-hmm. Mike Norvell's not a good closer. Like, what does that even mean? In your mind, though, is it, is it like a coincidence that, you know, they've lost guys at the last minute that are high-end, or is it maybe a little bit of a cause for concern when it comes to having that, I guess, in your toolbox? Because a lot of these kids – Jeremiah Smith, LJ McCray. I mean, these high-end guys usually do kind of wait until the last minute to figure things out and they draw things out. Yeah, I think it's just a, a mixture of uh, being more aggressive with the relationship uh, of when you talk to them and you're, you're recruiting them that, 
you know, you know, it's kind of like what I said with KJ Bolton. If you knew three weeks in advance, that's kind of stuff you know, you got to find out behind the scenes before you know, you allow the visit to happen or, or just you can put an X to it and say, okay, we'll move on. Um, but, you know, or, or at least you know kind of where the status is. So that's just so, – I don't think it's so much uh, – Mike does a really good job of, of closing with recruits, of, of just sending his message of what it is. But I think sometimes, you know, there's times that they could be a little more aggressive. And I think they lean so much on the relationships that they're trusting the kids so much and they're still kids. You know, so there needs to be – you know, you still got to be uh, – you got to have plans. You got to have, you know, different things that you can utilize uh, in the recruitment. And, and we've seen that with Miami, certainly with Jeremiah Smith. He's got three other teammates that are going to Miami. Um, certainly they utilized that and, and took advantage of it and really pushed it in the 48 hours in that final frame. So just little things like that, I think, just need to learn from, um, you know, what they're going through, uh, you know, as far as in these recruitments. And just uh, be a little, I don't think the messaging is wrong. I just think – the aggression uh, could be better and could be adjusted a little better. Oh, yeah. You know, it's fourth full cycle. So it is a different ball game recruiting here than anywhere else he's ever been. So we'll give him benefit of the doubt because he has developed these guys that he has gotten his class yes. and added yes. them with the portal. Yes. Uh, we'll absolutely. talk about the, we'll talk about the portal here in a little bit, Michael, but what was there, you know, for me, it was the way he talked about Landon Thomas. I think he said he believes that he's the best tight end in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. You were out there at the press conference, almost 40 minutes of coach at the, uh, the podium. What did you sort of take away from his messaging? Any sort of, uh, you know, evaluations he made about the the prospects that caught your ear that you found interesting? I think, um, you know, there's no doubt that personal relationships is a big deal with him. So I, I, I took away the one point where he said, we know what we're going to be. Mm. So you got to do what you got to do, but we know what we're going to be. So we're going to stay you know, where we're going. He's like, I know where we're going. So I thought the messaging was really good. I think the way he praised them, I agree with him a lot of what he said of, of the talent they, they put in. I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenal, talented group. There's a lot of talented players in there that he should be very excited about. Uh, uh, a lot of them, like top tight end, I think one of the top quarterbacks in the country in Luke. Um, I think running back-wise, Cam's as good as anybody in the country. Uh, and then Danzy's one of the fastest players in the country. So you're adding a lot of different pieces and an offensive line, they really loaded up. So I think they did a lot of great things with the class. Um, I think the messaging was fine. It's just, I think every year, no matter what coach they'll tell you, they won't tell you, but I think every coach can tell you like, man, this is the area we got to learn from, you know, what we do in the recruitment, you know? And so I think every coach would tell you that if you put them in, uh, <laughs> you know, by themselves in a little room and, and talked about it. But I think uh, everyone can learn from, just kind of, you know, past experiences of what you're doing. But um, I think overall the finishing needs to be fi- finished uh, better. Uh, needs to be, the message needs to be fine-tuned. The aggressiveness can be a little more firm. Um, you don't have to you – you don't have to get away from what you are with relationships to still be firm with the message so you know exactly where you stand. And just uh, I think they do a really good job behind the scenes and, and people that are involved in the recruitment. But – Overall, the finishing, it just has to be fine-tuned and, and better. So um, this isn't happening, um, you know, every year, you know, as far as, you know, a guy flipping late. Yeah, I know there's certain circumstances because KJ's from the Peach State. Uh, obviously, Georgia was a team that was really high up there. Um, and then a uh, year before that, Keldrick Falk uh, from, all, from Alabama. So the chances of him going to Auburn with the new coach, you knew it was going to be tough to overcome that. 
And then the year before was Travis Hunter, where there was nothing you could do to control that. So I, I think this just needs to be a more aggressive uh, nature of of understanding the opponent of, of who you're recruiting against uh, in the area and just and just kind of fine-tune, I guess, the finishing touches that you put on that recruitment when you're at the end. Because yeah, I, think, I think beginning and middle, they're really good. Right. I mean, it's almost like I don't want to be like a poor sport about this. I mean, it's almost crazy that you even did have KJ Bolin for four months. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, he even said he's like, you know, like Georgia's where I wanted to be. Like I, I the relationships, the way they they put you in the pros, yeah. you know, he's like, you know, they never gave up when I committed. And it's almost and he's like, you know, everybody thought I was gonna be a lock. So everybody was surprised when I when I committed to Florida State. It's like, yeah, yeah, we were. Because <laughs> yeah. like, why would you leave Georgia if you're if you're you and you yeah. want to play that position for that guy? So um, and I know that's not a, a, a lot of silver lining to take, but the fact that Florida State was in the mix for that kid to the very last minute, like that, uh, to your point, they fine-tune a couple of these things and, and yeah. know how to uh, you know, seal the deal. I guess maybe close. Maybe I am being hypocritical. Yeah, It'll all but, work out there. And and the other thing is, uh, I think uh, there are certain things that are out of their control, like the playoff snub. Really, I think it hurt them with some recruitments. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't think so much Jeremiah, but uh, with KJ, I think it did hurt them. I think that's what kind of opened the door a little bit of him listening more. Um, so, and I, I think them being in a a more protected league for them uh, will help them a lot in recruiting. I think that will help. All right. Uh, the transfer portal then, Michael, obviously I think quarterback number one position. Um, what do you think are positions like two and three? And I guess how confident are you that if those guys are in the portal yet, that they will either surface or floor state will find the best available that's in there to address those positions. Well, I still think the edge position is still, you know, the top one. Um, I think getting a quarterback is very vital too. Um, but I think uh, getting a few more edge guys or at least one more, uh, obviously linebacker seems to be a really big uh, importance for FSU considering all three of their starters are gone or, or likely gone unless TJ Lundy comes back. So, um, you know, I think the linebacker is certainly there. And then obviously uh, you, you lost that on your, your top safeties. That might be something they look at the portal and see if there's a top safety out there that they could add, you know, to finish it off. Um, but um I think those are some of the, the main positions. I think defensive tackle is the place. I think they, they're going to add a few. So I think the numbers are going to be a little higher than we anticipated. And I do think they will accomplish much of their needs. I think majority of their needs, I think they will nail. You know, Walter Nolan never seemed to be on anybody's radar in Tallahassee. I know it's between Ole Miss and Oregon. And as you're listening to this, maybe he finally ended up picking one of those. Was that ever – did you ever hear anything about Florida State being remotely interested in Walter Nolan? Because, I mean, he's pretty much a very physical, gifted guy at a position that they could surely use somebody um, if Braden Fisk, you know, Braden Fisk is going to move on. So I, I didn't hear um, anything with him. Uh, and even during the high school process, I didn't hear him wanting to visit FSU. So that might just not be a school that yeah. you know, vitalizes him. And, and those two schools are big. Um, not saying that FSU isn't. Right. But those schools kind of, to me, are NIL centric, yeah. you know, type of schools, you know, so makes me wonder if the NIL is driving force of, of where he wants to go. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll know what happens in the portal because Michael Langston works for WarChant.com. <laughs> and he's going to let us know. He'll let you know on the message boards as well, the PRB. They're the first ones to always know. Michael, take some days off. I'll let Gene know I said that you could do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I appreciate it.
We appreciate Michael. And on behalf of he and Corey, I thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champs presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Tomorrow's show will be a mailbag. Get over to the Tribal Council, post your questions. We'll talk to you then. Again, for Michael, I'm Aslan. And for Corey, thanks for listening to Wake Up War Champs presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.